So welcome back to Civil Action with Brian Kabatek, along with Sean Karnikian, who still is here with us. Yep. Still yep. here. If anyone's, no one's hired me yet. That's so too bad. So if you're bad. listening, yep. maybe Brian will up the bonus. I, I've upped it to $60,000, plus you get all of the earned income credits that I get for hiring Sean. So we're very fortunate on Civil Action today. Normally, we spend our show doing um, mini law school, reviewing cases that have come down recently from the Court of Appeal, the Ninth Circuit, the California Supreme Court, and the United States Supreme Court. Uh, but today, we're inter- we're here at the Consumer Attorneys of California Convention up in Sacramento. No, nope, I think nope, we're in San Francisco. No, this is San- losing Sacramento. Yeah. I think this we're is in Sacramento. San Francisco. We're at the Palace Hotel. And we're very fortunate to have with us today Greg Bentley, who's not only one of the finest lawyers in California, um, probably in the United States, but also a past president of this organization, somebody who tirelessly gives back his time, someone who is uh, deeply committed to the cause and um, is a fine human being all the way around. So we're very fortunate to have you here with us today, Greg. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Brian. It's very nice. So, Greg, let's start off by um, telling us about yourself. Tell us a little bit of your background and your path to becoming a lawyer. All right. So uh, just a standard path. Fortunately raised with a wonderful mom and dad. Parents were uh, servants by nature. My dad was an elementary school principal. My mom worked in a school district as a secretary. And I just knew from a young age that I was going to uh, fight for the little guy, even on the elementary school campus. And just when I saw something that wasn't right, my mouth and my, my aggressiveness kind of stepped in. So I just knew from the beginning, and then it just went from there. And when did you decide you were going to become a lawyer? How old were you when you decided that, that law was the path your life wanted to take? Uh, I'd say it was gradual. I think uh, as a young kid, I, maybe in junior high, I thought I might want to be a lawyer. Then I got distracted. I started working, making money, doing some different things, just like in retail and kind of got distracted. Then I realized I needed to get back into the law. Where'd you grow up? In uh, Rancho Cucamonga, California. And where's your practice now? In Newport Beach. Nice. And how'd you kind of come about having your own practice and, you know, building what you have now? Because you do have a big reputation. Well, I appreciate that. Um, The... The practice just evolved, so I did defense work for four years and then uh, went on my own as a plaintiff lawyer for about 10, just doing all kinds of general civil litigation. Fortunately, I got to try a lot of cases as a younger lawyer and then uh, joined the Chernoff but Art firm, which was just a great opportunity and uh, just kind of plugged along. And then as life happens, transition, wanted to move down to Orange County and uh, just started to form a practice with a good buddy of mine, Keith Moore. So let's talk about some of the uh, cases that you've had. Early on in your career, what would you say was sort of a pivotal case, a case that made a huge difference to you as a person and as a lawyer? Yeah, so uh, had some interesting cases as a young lawyer. Uh, I would say six months into being a plaintiff lawyer, I get a phone call from uh, a man named Dennis, whose mother was in an accident. She was 80 years old, and she was rendered quadriplegic. And to get that call early was kind of shocking. And then to find out it was something that was caused by an Arcadia school district vehicle, it became a a huge personal burden to have such a big case at a young age. And so took that on. It was great. Developed good rapport with the family. And I really realized that a case of that magnitude provided the care that she needed for the rest of her life. And the gratitude from the family was fantastic. And then as you just kind of plug along, trying cases... And probably what I knew trial lawyer was what I wanted to be is 
try just a small case on behalf of a little kid. We did a 998 for 50,000 and the policy limits was uh, 100 and got a $250,000 verdict. So the lid's off. I'm a young lawyer. It just felt great. That's great. So um, you're also on like the cutting edge of doing cases. You've done some of the first e-cigarette uh, injury cases, right? Yeah, so I tried, unbeknownst to me, I didn't know what an e-cigarette was, frankly. And uh, we were, I get a phone call, a friend of ours' daughter had an e-cigarette injury. We tried the first case uh, in the country, got a good verdict, uh, ironically against a $15,000 offer for significant burn, and got a good verdict, and then it just became pretty much international news. So all of the big the media, both news and on TV, covered it, and then it's just kind of grown. Uh, sadly, it's still an unregulated industry. The explosions are still happening. Now, Juul is a problem. The addiction's a problem. It's a terrible industry. Well, yeah, what do you see as the future? Let's, let's step away from tort law for a second. We'll circle back to it in a minute. But what do you see as the future of the whole vaping industry? Do you think it's going to go down the toilet? I think... Uh, I think it's, it's right now, because it's unregulated and it's such a new industry, there's going to be a push for it. So the transition that I've seen when I first got involved, there was the vaping industry against the tobacco industry. Now, big tobaccos purchased all of the big They're vaping companies. Yeah. yeah. So this is all about vape. And all of the studies that we see is that vaping now is a gateway to tobacco cigarettes. So it's kind of full circle. And so before, when big tobacco was fighting against vape, now Big Tobacco is fighting against regulation of vaping. I think ultimately it's too unknown. And until they get regulations in place as to what the chemicals are going to be and how they're going to regulate it, I think it's still going to suffer uh, just because people are getting harmed due to the lack of regulation. Yeah, and, and I think maybe through litigation and what you do is a way to keep them in check until the regulation catches up. Yeah, I think as trial lawyers... Uh, we, we have the benefit and, I think, the obligation to bring attention to a defective product or an industry that's gone awry. And uh, by bringing attention to it with verdicts and uh, settlements and things of that nature, it hopefully will bring about change. Yeah. What would you recommend to a young person today considering a career in law? So I would say uh, find an area of the law that you like, something you're passionate about. If you want to be a trial lawyer, you should hang out with trial lawyers. If you want to be a business litigator, then hang out and meet with business people. And then ultimately, what we tell young lawyers that come work with us, uh, you need to get involved immediately. And just by joining bar organizations like CAOC, the local trial lawyer uh, chapters, you meet people, you make lifelong friends, and you also learn. And so I would really recommend you dig in deep and you get involved. Why'd you get involved in CAOC? I got involved. I've always uh, supported CAOC, been a huge fan, because they do make a huge difference, okay, just, just on helping consumers across the state. And then uh, Bill Chernoff actually encouraged me to get involved in leadership, and just uh, it meant a lot to him when he was president, and just the role that CAOC plays for consumers, it was just a natural fit. So let's talk. Let's take thirty seconds to talk about Bill Chernoff because he's like a personal hero to me. I think he's done amazing things for the practice of law. Tell folks about Bill and tell them what you know what he's done in his career. Yeah, Bill is uh, and how it impacted you. Yeah, Bill is beyond a legend, and consumers need to know. Forget how it impacted me because it was huge, but he's changed the law on insurance, and so insurance companies now because of Bill Chernoff and other trial lawyers, are held accountable and they need to comply with the obligations under their policy. 
He's a giant that is focused. He will take on any fight. He's not afraid. He won't back down. And his uh, ability to help me get involved with this organization, his encouragement for me as a trial lawyer is just unbelievable. And he's behind some of like the seminal insurance cases that we see now popping up yeah, you know, Bill, in everyday practice. Bill is the, the creator of bad faith, right. Egan versus Mutual Omaha. Right. It was the first one that gave the obligations for these insurance companies of what they have to do in regards to how they comply with the terms of the policy. If you were able to go back and talk to a you know, 21-year-old you, what, what advice would you have? Let's say pre pre law school. Even. I'm going to start taking your questions. Yeah, that's a well, good. Is that question. A, is that's that a my question. question? Yeah. I had come no, up. No, that's that. okay. I you had go, come up with sure. that. Sure. Okay, it. you're yeah. right, Sean. Yeah. I'm wrong. Yeah. You go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead and ask this all my questions. Us. This isn't about us. It's about Greg. All right. From my perspective, that, that's a good question. And, and sure, it's my question. It's yeah. my question. Okay. I think it's a better question because Sean presented it. Maybe it was the delivery. I'm younger. I'm younger than you. It was the delivery. I hope you're very happy at Bentley Moore. Yeah. Uh, if, if I were to go back at 21, I would, I would say get involved earlier in the bar organizations and try to mentor with somebody specifically at an earlier age. I, I was busy. I mean, we're all busy. I was raising kids. I had a family. There was just life that you're doing. But, and, but the younger lawyers that, that jump in earlier, I think, have an advantage because they become better lawyers by being mentored by somebody and they develop better relationships, and then the group grows up together. So, Greg, you've been a, a former president of Consumer Attorneys, and, and you're still in touch with what's going on politically in California. What do you see as the biggest challenge for not just lawyers, but clients and the civil justice system as a whole in California? Well, I think right now arbitration is terrible, and so we're losing our Seventh Amendment right to trial by jury. I think CAOC and other organizations are trying to do that. California... Uh, frankly, I think is going to be a leader of it because it's a national problem. But but the reality is is that I think the the lack of jury trials, the forced arbitration, court funding would be the biggest issue. And what what do you think, young not just young lawyers but members of organizations like this or lawyers that aren't even members of organizations like this can do in order to fight for that right to jury trial? <clears throat> I I think uh, so. Aboda is trying to get. Uh, courts, and Brian, you're involved on task force to try to get jury trials for what we call limited jurisdiction type cases. So I or think smaller cases, smaller cases, smaller cases, right. cases yeah. So yeah. for people to get jury experience, I think that's important. The younger lawyers need to fight to get jury trials. And then the reality is, is that there needs to be awareness nationally. It's not just California, but nationally uh, about the failure for that Seventh Amendment right. It needs to be just people keep putting attention to it. Yeah, bot- bottom line is we need to elect uh, at least a pro-anti-arbitration um, Senate, anti-arbitration president who will sign a bill. Yeah. That's, that's the answer. Right. It has to be. Let's talk, Greg, uh, about something you like to do outside of being a lawyer. What do you find passion in besides being a lawyer? I Right now, we're on a good little run, personally, just uh, hanging out with family. So I have two grandkids now. I have a two-year-old and a two-year-old grandson named Griffin, and then a four-month-old grandson. So really enjoy hanging out with them. Uh, involved down in uh, Newport Beach, hanging out at the beach on the water. Just really love being down there. Great. So this is the part of the program that we get to have a little fun. And we ask you rapid-fire questions, which have um, fundamentally 
no real purpose in life. Pointless Other, questions. Pointless yeah. questions. Yeah. Pointless questions. <clears throat> Brian's come up with most. Shant asks deeper and deeper questions as we go through this with people, <laughs> and he's just become boring. But that's okay, Sean. So why don't you start with one of your I'm sorry, boring questions? Too much depth to my question. No, go ahead. I'm ask sorry. one of your boring questions. Is this rapid fire? No, I'll, I'll make it simple. I'll use a Brian question. Uh, what's your favorite meal? Spaghetti. There you go. Happy Brian. With or without meat sauce? Meat sauce. That's deep. Um, favorite movie? Caddyshack. Favorite song? Hmm. Tell him, Sean. Celebrate me home, Kenny Loggins. There you go. He gave you an answer. Good, good. Um, growing up, what did you want to be, like as a kid, like fantasy job as a kid? Professional basketball player. That's good. What's your secret skill that nobody knows about? Secret skill that you're good at that like nobody else is really that good at. Tell him yours, Brian. Yeah, what's yours, man? I, I can remember where every bathroom is I've ever been at any location ever. I can remember where any Wiener Schnitzel is at any location that I've ever driven by. <laughs> Are you a big Wiener Schnitzel? I'm a big is, Wiener is Schnitzel guy. Der Wiener Schnitzel? Is that the right? Der. I go Der. Der? Der. Okay. That's like the formal name, huh? Chili dog. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you weren't a lawyer now, what do you think you'd be doing? Uh, something in sales. And what I, what I like about being a lawyer is that we're pitching something. And we're pitching to get justice for people. And so the art of persuasion, helping people, selling something, I think I'd be in sales. When you're at Dodger Stadium, what's the favorite thing in the buffet down in the stadium club? Okay, see, that's a no-brainer, right? And I've seen you down there a few times. The only thing I will eat, regardless of what's there, Dodger dogs. Grilled Dodger dogs. Grilled Dodger dogs for sure, not steamed. Uh, With ketchup or without ketchup? (laughs) Ketchup. Ugh. Mustard or no mustard? No mustard. That's good. Ugh. Brian loves mustard. It's disgusting. Uh, that begs the question, Dodgers or Angels? That's, not, that's like a trick question. It's not even a question. Dodgers. Okay. Even though you're in Orange County. I'm in Orange County, but my heart uh, bleeds, blue. bleeds blue. 2020 is the year that we're going to ta- teach Shant about baseball. It's going to be a big year for him. He's going to learn all about baseball. <laughs> Your turn. My turn. Your turn. Uh, if you were a cartoon character, who would you want to be? Roadrunner. That's very good. Yeah. He's fast. If you could put up a billboard that would be seen by millions of people, what would you want it to say? What message would you want on there? Other than? Other than like an advertisement for your firm. Okay, so what would I want for a billboard? Hope. Okay. So, Greg, you've been terrific being with us today. You've been a good sport. Thank you very much for answering our questions. We've been very fortunate to have Greg Bentley with us. Uh, less fortunate to have Sean Karnickian with us. And we appreciate folks turning in and listening to Civil Action. Normally, we review cases, but today we had a little bit of fun talking to one of the stalwarts of, of the law profession. And Well, it would have been a lot of fun if you weren't If here. I wasn't here. Okay, right, thank you. Right. Thank you. Uh, where can they find us, Sean? They can find us online at kbklawyers.com. And they can subscribe to us on Apple and, and Spotify and other places. Thank you, Greg. Thank you so much right, for Thank you, guys. Us. Appreciate it.